Break it down now. Hello, everybody. I'm Ed. And I'm Jacob. And we are back. It's been a crazy couple of weeks, but we thought that this would be a, a good thing to have out there just if you have some time on your hands or you want to listen to something while you're doing whatever else it is you do now. Right. And we'll be talking about stuff that no one's heard about today. Uh, anxiety, frustration, and COVID! Woo-hoo! Yes! So, uh, <laughs> completely new material here you've not heard anywhere else. Um, we're just here to lift your spirits. Right. <laughs> By doing But it's, it's, in a way, yeah, because we thought it'd be a thing to, to put into words. I know it's something that's out there. But I don't know how much people are actually speaking to this other side of being in this pandemic is that it's it's a completely new kind of stress right. um, between people who may have, if they still have jobs working from home, that's a completely new dynamic and reality because there are people who you care about. If you're there with your family, like that's awesome. You get to see them. But also there are times where you need to be left alone. And if you have little kids... I have a couple of friends who I've seen put on Facebook stuff about like, does anyone have anywhere I can go that's Wi-Fi accessible that's not here just because they've got toddlers who are like, right. daddy's home or mommy's home and they just want all their attention because they love them. And it's like, I will lose my job from home if you don't find something to do. That's right. stress, you know, or yeah. if you do, if you are one of the people who has to go, if you're still working outside of the home, then you come back. Um, I saw a thing today about, I saw somebody put a graphic out today that's like the, the five point checklist of what you do if you're coming from outside into your home before you hug your family, do these five mm-hmm. things like leave your shoes in the garage, brush your teeth, take a shower, sanitize your phone and whatever right. else, and then you can insert yourself back into your home life. So little realities like that of stuff that is now kind of expected or or out there that didn't exist right. a month ago. People, I mean, we haven't been on lockdown that long, but it's such a yeah. sweeping shift that like, you know, let's talk about anxiety because it's there more yeah. so now than... Well, and, and you mentioned before, one of the things you were, we, we were talking before we went online on, so we probably should have just started recording 20 minutes ago. <laughs> um, but but you, you had said the word grief yeah. um, and talking about grieving that this being a whole nother kind of stress um, that people are grieving their the way things were. And I think that's that was really helpful as you said that. I was like, that is so true. I was I couldn't get much done this morning. I did a quick devotion, which I hated. And that's the great thing about live. It's out there now. Woohoo! I mean, it wasn't horrible. It was just, man, I couldn't keep in my, my thoughts in a straight line. And then I went back and I was like, oh, I would have said that differently. And just got into this... Or, or went back into the funk I kind of hit it lately which is where typically my days are different every day on a normal week I may have a hospital visit at 6am one day hit up a coffee shop on the way back do some work from somewhere in Lincoln if I need to do that go meet people for lunch go back help get the kids from school figure out what's going on there and then for evening meetings and there's not a darn thing that is the same anymore and for me my same was that nothing was ever the same. And so, like, the fact that, man, it is, I, I just, like, it's, I'm, I'm bored and I'm anxious and I'm trying, and then I consistently am being asked questions that I can't have answers to. <laughs> you know, like, what do you think about this? It doesn't matter. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to and trying to stay positive too, right? Like I want to portray myself as someone who's got it all together. And man, so I, it's a good thing I don't have any hair to pull out. <laughs> but that's I, I when you when you said the word grief, that seems about right because uh, that's that's what I'm dealing with. Is mm-hmm. this like? And I'm, and I'm trying, like, all the healthy things they tell you to do. You know, like, go for a walk and exercise. And I'm exercising and I'm for a walk. And then I drove my car around, which, you know, just to kind of fit in well with my mood, I got behind every person going five under the speed limit for my 25-minute drive. Hmm. Each time, like, insisting, well, you know, maybe, maybe it won't happen there again. And then, of course, you know, it is the time when... Farmers are running in hydras, and I was driving outside of town, so getting behind trucks and stuff is normal. But. Yeah, and I think that's something important to say out loud is that we're going to talk, but there is also that we want to speak of this, that grieving is a natural part of life, and we are mourning a loss. You may, heaven forbid, if someone you know is in poor health in a hospital and you can't visit them, that's right. a real thing, and that's a grief. Losing your way of life, either actually because you were one of the people laid off or your reality changed. Like, there's so many things happening that are making, like, take a minute, feel it. Like, and, and to your point, we are, we're, we're adopting this stance of hope and mining scriptures for things that if people were in situations where things were hard, there's a lot of Old Testament about they were under the foot of Rome and there were wars coming and they knew it. And there's a lot of writing about right. things are going to get real bad real fast, but we have this hope and we're kind of putting that brave face on, which is good. I think we need to hear it, but just stopping for a minute to acknowledge that the reason we're doing that is because there's this undercurrent of just uncertainty and things we're, that we're sad about. And we should, yeah. we need to be sad. Like yeah. sad is a normal, rational, reaction to documented part, yeah. of the, part of the grieving process yes and yeah. and so be sad be angry be frustrated um hopefully not around people who are looking up to you and that's something where it's a little bit different experience for me because like my wife is still working i'm still working we've got some dogs at home they're happy to see us the times that we are at home if i'm home all day they're like oh this is nice i can stay on the couch all day long and so they're happy right. but it's like you know for other people who have to Keep it together for their job. Keep it together for the spouse and the kids. Yeah. You don't get that moment. You don't have any time off all of a sudden. And yeah. it's very in your face. And that can be all sorts of problems. Um, yeah. I've been stuck in a lot of Zoom meetings. And one uh, of the things yeah. that they've been touching on is just calling people, checking in. Because this is an unplanned season of mental health concerns. Usually it's when it's winter and it's dark mm-hmm. all the time. It's spring life everything's bright and sunny and now we're super worried about people sinking into depression because of this reality so that's yeah i mean it's so i guess as we're as we're talking about this the um a couple of things came to my mind as as you were talking uh there and one is that we need to be gracious to ourselves so kind of like as you were saying you know what about you know you're talking about different situations i went and i still have a job Mm -hmm. you know that was the other thing and so with this frustrating part, then I start beating myself up because I don't have it as bad as other people do. And I, I don't want to say on this to like give myself a free reign right here, but if we are trying to get to a place of peace, we need to acknowledge where we are, listen to it, like actually feel those feelings, which is not a whole lot of fun, but is necessary for healing and moving on. And then we've got to be gracious enough to ourselves to care for ourselves. 
you know, and that's that's difficult, whatever that looks like. I've seen, you know, you see a lot of those things where people are trying to, you can tell, we're trying to convince ourselves it's okay to be wherever we are right now. Things from like, I have, uh, you know, I did a great diet. I had a piece of an entire pizza <laughs> for lunch. I'm sticking on with my, my current trajectory. And every, you know, you just got folks who are trying to come to that reality. We're all trying to figure out what tomorrow is going to look like. And we just don't know. You know, which kind of, in the past, I've, known, I've been, always been kind of frustrated and shocked. In my real life, you know, I deal with death and dying regularly. Well, this is a whole other animal because there's no finality to tomorrow. There, there's difficulties that are unforeseen and uh, ways we can help. But there's so much that we just can't do anything with. So it's kind of, when you, when you mentioned that we could just talk about some of this, Ed, my big thing was like, let's just make sure people know they're not alone in it. Yeah. Your leaders are having the same issue. Your your teachers are frustrated. They want to see your kids just as much as you want to. If you get off work from early, those 20 minutes you used to have for yourself before you pick them up or some semblance of that, right? And I'm, I bet there's a lot more arguments between spouses and folks around out there or, uh, um, you know, that kind of passive aggressive, we're not arguing, but we're both frustrated kind of mm-hmm. feeling. Um, or we're two people are both trying to lean on each other at the same time and no one's got any extra to lean, so you both yeah. just kind of fall down. Yeah, it, you're, you're not alone. And we do, we know there's hope, um, and so it's okay if you're just grumpy about it. Do what you can. Uh, if you can take a, a drive, it really did help to take the drive before I got here. It was frustrated because I got behind a bunch of slow people, but let's be honest, right now, about the only drive I really would love to do is if there was like a racetrack nearby that I could just go fly around it. 100 plus miles an hour safely um, <laughs> and, and just enjoy like woo I can fly trying to give that space to people grieving I guess the other end of that if you're connected at all to the Waverly First United Methodist Church congregation or network um, yeah hit us up it's find me on Facebook you can fire off some emails like yeah, comment on this Jacob and Ed do a podcast page yeah. Any of those platforms that are now becoming our, our daily trade of connection, right. like use them, please. We're happy to pray. We'll give us something different to do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Calling people. Um, you had mentioned before in a pod, like there's this space where you said you're one of those people who doesn't like to be fussed over. Even um, if you've yeah. got stuff like I'm fine, I'll keep it together. Like I want to yeah. I want to care for other people. I do not want to be cared for. Right. And I'm sure there's a lot of people like that, especially because not that long ago, that may have been the role. If you were the primary provider, head of the household, you, yeah. your job was to keep everything else locked down, keep the ship running. And if you had something, like you'd just process that on your own. Like, I'll, I'll navigate this so I can get back to yeah. steering the ship. And so kind of come back to what we said, that's a thing. If you're one of those people and you just want to just unload some stuff i'm not saying i can fix it but you know get it out there because yeah. holding it in is bad in this situation especially when we like you said walking driving getting out on your own is awesome but the reality that we are all in very close quarters while yeah. also not being able to have our usual escapes devices ways yeah. of, of therapy oh, yeah. um maybe you've seen these the the jokes about how many new babies are going to be mm, made the quarantines right yeah. you know and then there was a, a darker one i saw that was like and how many new divorces mm-hmm 
because we're just doing things in a completely different way and then there's so much added stress and if you're if you're working in the medical field and um, you know people have lose are losing their jobs and and that stuff is hard in the right situations you know where there's other opportunities and things to jump out in so I guess the other part of that is it, it just on a completely practical note if you know of someone who's hiring uh, we've had a handful of people who've let us know they lost their job lately if you know people who are hiring would you let us know in the Waverly, Lincoln, Omaha area. I mean, we appreciate it if you know someone hiring in Florida, but I mean, we're, we're kind of locally oriented at this point, but that would be helpful for us so we could pass on other opportunities. And, you know, there are some benefits that are coming through they're trying to increase for people who have lost their jobs, but yeah. So, yeah, I guess that's where we've kind of shifted our focus here. This is a little more of a holistic approach. Yeah. Normally we find a good scripture or a sermon and we talk about some uplifting things. This time yeah. we're doing a little bit more worrying about our people and feel free to worry about us too. I mean, we're yeah. <laughs> we're both here. We're adjusted now. We're smiling because we're back at work. That's kind I'm of not a, smiling. Ed's uh, smiling. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying that to be, to be real with you guys. Like yeah. I'm, I'm functioning. I'm getting life done, but this is hard. I mean, it's just, it is hard hard don't pity me don't do a bunch of that stuff that makes it harder for me i almost feel like <laughs> and, it, and that's some other stuff i gotta work through my own don't worry don't worry about that honestly you don't have to be happy right now you can lead and be grumpy and frustrated and hold it together and then go home and have a beer or a glass of wine or a bunch of ice cream depending on that's that's what happens in our house beer or ice cream i tend to have a beer my wife tends to have ice cream yeah grief yeah. cry a little bit we were my wife and I were watching the, the Good Doctor. You ever seen that show? Ah, uh, no, I've I've seen the adverts for it. I'm aware yeah. he's like the autistic doctor. Yeah, he's yeah. A, he's a a surgeon who has autism. Anyway, this last episode I think was the end of the series because everyone's had to close the series down soon because of the COVID. They can't film even without a studio audience. It was just a tearjerker by itself, and then I was like, dang it, what is going on? Yeah, and that's that's I think that's a great point though. Like. If you are not a person who processes their emotions well, I would recommend and everything's online now out of necessity, but yeah. I would say do some do some Google searching, even if it's not something you yeah. want anyone else to have access with. Like there's things out there to cope with this strange new world and I'm not even suggesting I've got let me do like I do. I'm not doling out that oh, advice, yeah. but just the reality that be aware that change is hard in ideal circumstances. None of this is ideal. Like be aware that this is a whole different everything. And if you need a better lens to filter that through or something, like go get that. Like you can say, take care of you. Like yeah. self-care is kind of a cliche these days, but now more than ever, I think that's a thing that if there's anything I can say that helped through this. Like take yeah. care of you first, because if you are struggling, you're not going to help other people. Yeah. So it's, that's very much so. One other thing, I guess. I was thinking about lately, we're reading some different articles about how people are reacting to the new reality through the lens of their faith, and it's all over the spectrum. Some people are, are brushing off their old doomsday prophecies. Some people are, I don't know if you heard about the guy in Florida who refused to shut down his church, so he ended up getting arrested because he had like 4,000 yeah. people. I would have loved for him to get charged with every one of those violations. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's... Sorry. Though, I mean, it's... Not love. That's not... The, no, it... Like putting that many people in danger yeah. and encouraging it is just, I just can't understand it. From the point of, like, I know God is with us all the time. I know God protects us. But at the same point, when God has made it really clear that you can stay safe 
tell me that guy didn't have access to the internet. Well, you know, that he to. couldn't have done that same service in a way that kept those people safe. Oh, man. It reminded me, I once was, uh, I went skiing um, at, like, the Bunny Slopes. There's this place outside of Topeka that had, like, you know, it's a really tall hill. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not really skiing. We I have guess. one of those right outside of like, really yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, I, you know, we're, I went there with a, a group when I was, like, a freshman in college. And uh, when the, and I did the, like, you pay for one hour of instruction and then they let you out on the slopes. And uh, so we're there, we're getting our one hour instruction. The guy finds out we're from a church and he goes, well, at least you're taking lessons if this is your first time. And I was like, yeah, why do you say it like that? And he goes, well, we had these, this church group that came and they just, they said no lessons. They said, literally, God will teach us how to ski. And I was like, and how'd that work out? An old boy was like, not very well. One of them broke his leg. Another lady broke her arm. Um, you know, and this was all because they thought that God would teach them how to ski. And I'm like, well, that's that's not really how it worked. I mean, I've read the Bible, the whole thing. <laughs> There's not a section in there about uh, what direction to lean to turn correctly right. on skis or snowboarding. How it, you don't lean the same direction to turn the direction right, you want. That's... All that wonderful <sighs> stuff. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I feel about that. I guess the other part, as I'm critiquing this other person, uh, the self shame on that moment is. Like, let's work on not judging other people mm-hmm. and how they rely. I mean, like, you know, introverts, I, I started, we started to see that introverts are frustrated with this now, too, and extroverts are frustrated. And we're, we're all frustrated at different things uh, based off of how we see the world and how we pro- process the world. And there's a scripture for that. You know, for me, I get frustrated by the ones that tell me how I should feel. Mm. Um, I will continue to stay. Don't shoot all over me. I'll try not to shoot on you. But let's... Yeah, I said it this morning in my devotion. Let's be compassionate. Like, let's really, truly walk with other people or leave them the freak alone. Right. <laughs> we've, we've spoken briefly before, and I don't want to jump into this rabbit hole, but there's, in the world of organized religion, there is good theology and bad theology. And I guess if you're listening to this or you know somebody, maybe you have some questions, this, I feel, is a good season for people to do a little soul-searching. Yeah. Maybe people who are not plugged into... A congregational life or a faith life before maybe pondering that now in the face of this radical change yeah. give um, us some content i mean questions send us yeah. some questions we'll make you content there you go <laughs> absolutely um and if you want to let people know in your circles about some stuff like this it's that idea that there's a lot of you can say it, there's bad theology out there and in- it's Internally inconsistent is the Ooh, the way to yeah. do it, uh, and that's typically when you what are you I'd call it cherry picking, uh, but where you go in and you pick two or three scriptures and then you put them together along with three different news articles, and you make it seem super duper scary uh, to some people, or make it seem like they did things wrong or that those things are. But yeah, so you use the word bad. I use. What makes it bad is its inconsistency. Sure. Because there are some really solid, logical things that I wouldn't follow, but typically the stuff that's what we consider what we would consider bad, it's not it's not conservative or liberal either. You, I've seen it on both ends yeah. of the spectrum. It's just inconsistent. It's one of the reasons why a degree in theology is extremely helpful. It's not because it makes you right. It's because you begin to see that there needs to be some sense of consistency between how you see the world, how you see God. And how you respond to all those things. You know, if you see God as a loving, graceful God, and then then that same God is like one second away from smothering you with the COVID virus. Uh, and that and that's that that's yeah, that can be inconsistent. 
Um, I see God as, as community. Like God, God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. The Trinity is the example of community. Love, grace, interrelatedness, uh, and leaning upon one another. And so I see God with us in this time. And I see that not because I've come up with my own thing, but because I've read a lot of scripture, because I've read a lot of different theology books, because I've studied and said, this makes the most sense to me. Uh, that if really, if God was just one second away from smashing us to pieces, why would he have sent Jesus to do it? Oh, uh, well, it turns out I'm uh, feeling slightly nice today. So I'm gonna send Jesus over here. He'll take care of some things, but if you backslide, I'll smash you to pieces. Well, backsliding is not a theological concept. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, or, or it is a concept. It is not a consistent one with right. a lot of yeah. There you go. Things. There you go. And Jesus came to save your sins, unless you made one more that you didn't say sorry for. Like, right. <laughs> I've talked to that with with the kids before about that idea of like you know this this Jesus died for our sins, but there's still sins. So did he do it wrong? Did we somehow like <laughs> we flipped the switch back the other way because it was like ah like you know, yeah. that's that's his thing. There is, and that's that's great that you phrase it that way. It's better than I would have phrased it. So thank you. But it's this idea that if you know people who are struggling who may not be dialed into the stuff we do, we're not, not saying we're not saying we're the only way. No, no, no. Um, not, but I'm just saying, but that's turning on to a thing. But just like, don't be afraid in this time to share some stuff with people. Not necessarily that you have to convert or save them. Oh, don't, don't try like, that. It doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's just this idea of like. By that I mean, you need to offer grace to other yes. people, not tell them how they're wrong and how you can fix it. But yeah, Ed's, Ed's right. Like if you you know if you need to sh- if someone is seem especially frightened about this, and we're not talking about folks who are dealing with an anxiety uh, or depression that you know diagnosed thing. We're not. We're talking about folks who are worried that the things they've seen like that because they haven't spent time um, in scripture, they haven't spent time studying, or they don't. This isn't their field. So yeah, you can send them to us. We we'd be happy to answer some of those questions. And one, in fact, that was kind of what happened in confirmation this last week. And we had a student who was like. Oh, we see this person who quoted First Kings, King James Version, and then they pulled three articles from the last three years about how everything was crashing in. And, and our student was like, is this true? Is everything, is this the end times? And I went, uh, this is called cherry picking, or in seminary terms, eisegesis, where you pull one scripture out and you make it say what you want. Ignoring the fact that in that moment, uh, that that section of First Kings isn't even a prophetic section. It's literally talking about what was happening right then, right there. Please take a deep breath. There have been plagues before. You know, this is not as bad as the Spanish flu at this point. Yeah. Uh, that killed, what, millions across the face of the earth. And that was not the end times either. So if you need some affirmation, if you need some, if you have some questions, man, we'd be happy to... I'll do a whole pod on uh, questions that you've got. If you want to get a little bit more specific, so one of the things that drove, drives me nuts in my internal thing is when someone says, the Bible says, it's a large document. <laughs> um, so if you're going to throw something like that in our direction, do me a favor, Google which passage you're talking about so we know exactly where, where you're coming from. And then we'd be happy, just just so you're like, oh, the Bible, oh, well, let me look that up. Oh, wait, did you know that's actually Shakespeare I'm thinking of? That was probably one of my favorite moments in uh, my 400-level Shakespeare class. I had to take one 400-level English class, and Shakespeare was the only one offered the final semester, and I was not taking another semester of college to get get one more English class. And I realized how many times I've heard people quote the Bible, and it was a Shakespeare play. And then again, how many times people thought they were quoting Shakespeare and it was the Bible. Partly because Shakespeare also quotes the Bible. Anyway, I digress. 
Uh, one of the things that this wonderful time has taken for me has been what little semblance of concentration I used to have. I don't think that anything anyone asks you, you have to like push the pause button and find a, a, a clergy to do that. Like, right. We're thinking about you, we care about you, we yes. want you to be well in this time, and if there are any resources or help we can offer, even something as simple as an open ear, I'm a really good listener. So that you are. Put that on us, and we're happy to do it because part of our job is not just discipleship and talking up to Jesus, part of it is actually like Pastoring is taking care of people, ministry is taking care of people, and you are people, so let us do that for you. In the meantime, I hope you all are having the best possible day you can, and we love you and want you to be well. Yeah.